Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I invite you to join me as we explore what it looks like to choose joy in the messy middle while embracing the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to find joy in your everyday. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 285 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. In this podcast episode, I'm going to share how to mindfully follow your unique path. Each of us has our own journey in this life, and I feel like there's been so much to learn during this last year as we've worked our way through COVID and the pandemic and so many other pieces bubbling up in our consciousness in this world and through this time that we've spent in the messy middle. And so in this episode, I'm sharing all about a couple of parallel paths that I've noticed in the past few months. And those would be those of that of the labyrinth in making mindful choices about what to do next and in setting boundaries to set to support those choices and the new directions that maybe maybe are bubbling up for you as well. Before we get to the show, I want to give you a very warm welcome and say thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, this week and always, it's such a delight to be able to do this show and so interesting just to see how it has changed and the thing that it has become over the last almost seven years at this point. Can you even believe it? So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new, you can find out everything you need to know about Jumpstart Your Joy or about me, how the show started, all of that over at the website, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can find show notes for this one or episode notes for this one at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 285. 285 episodes. So mind blowing. (laughs) Um, And so I'll give you some links back to some of the episodes that I'm referencing in this one, along with a couple of resources, a book or two. There's some juicy stuff in here that you may want to dig into for yourself. And you can also, of course, look back at all of the other archives. Go ahead, binge listen. There's a lot of goodness there, especially the last couple of conversations with Erica Corday about diversity, equity, and inclusion work. And Lauren Artress, all about labyrinths and paths and how she found her path and her passion in the labyrinth. Both really interesting conversations. So go back and check those out. And while you're on the the website, also be sure and check out the newsletter, which comes out every week. You'll get a little ping in your inbox to let you know there's something out there for you to listen to. And you probably already know this, but I did release a book this February, and it's called Jumpstart Your Joy, Heart-Centered Ways to Find Joy in the Messy Middle. It's getting some great reviews. I wanted to give a special thank you to Deb, who sent this in. The book is the real good stuff. It's got great stories and insights on how to get through tough times, or as Paula calls it, the messy middle. It's short, it's sweet, and inspiring and perfect for life during pandemic time. Thank you, Deb. Thank you for buying a copy. Thank you for this lovely review. (laughs) So if you want to pick up your copy, jumpstartyourjoy.com, you'll see a little thing at the top, the book. That's where you order it. Or you can find it on Amazon or any place you buy a book. We're really going to look at three areas in this episode. So let's break that down first. One is your unique path. We're going to talk about mindful choices on what's next. And we're going to talk for a few minutes about boundaries and an amazing new book that you may have already heard of about set boundaries, get peace, set boundaries, find peace. So good. (laughs) You're going to want to buy it. 
And, and so let's jump right on in. The first area that we're going to talk about is your unique path. In December of 2020, I took a week-long course and became a trained labyrinth facilitator with Veriditas, which is the nonprofit that's run by Lauren Artress. And it was amazing. If you are curious about labyrinths, of course, they are a single-circuit route. Uh, so you might be thinking, what's the difference between a labyrinth and a maze? A labyrinth only has a one single path that kind of winds back and forth, usually in the, the shape of a circle, but it's one single path that will always lead you to the center. There are no switchbacks. There are no tricks. So a labyrinth can be used as a meditation tool. It's been around for centuries. There are examples of labyrinths in almost every civilization. We don't fully understand what they mean, but we do know that they are a connection to, you know, the divine or the higher power or whatever you might call it. And so that is why they are interesting. And they also seem to crop up and get people's attention in times of difficulty or trauma or, you know, global difficulties. So it, I don't think that there is any mistake that it is also making a comeback right now while we are all looking for something collectively together. Since it has been around for centuries and it is a really helpful mindfulness tool and a lovely walking meditation, it really struck me that there are parallels between the center of a labyrinth, so that's where you're walking and winding your way into, and the thing that we've been talking about this whole season, which is the messy middle, right, of the pandemic. In many ways, the pandemic has been tumultuous, and the messy middle here that we are sitting in as everything kind of swirls around about us, has it's been really difficult. In other ways, the messy middle has also been an invitation to sit with what is it's been an invitation to surrender to forces that are greater than ourselves, you know, news that we can't control, things that are happening outside of anything that we could have ever imagined could happen or believed could happen. We've had to sit in the midst of it and kind of watch it unfold around us. And in many ways, again, you know me, I don't really like the what's the silver lining here, but what I've found to be true is that it has been a profound time to reflect inward. Much like you arrive to the center of a labyrinth after your journey of traversing its path, we are in the center of that messy middle right now in this pandemic. We've found our way in, we've had all of the bad news, we've heard it all unfold, and here we are in the center at this point, we're in May of 2021. We have vaccines. We have a light at the end of the tunnel. We understand that there is a way out of this messy middle right now, but we're still here. We're still here. And so as we look at it, we can see that we followed a path and a journey to this moment in history. And in this messy middle, we're all wrestling with the hard parts of the journey that brought us here. I've returned to a couple of things, and they are these. One, rumbling with what has not worked. Now, of course, there are a lot of ties here between the messy middle language and rumbling with Brene Brown. So if you don't know her work, go check it out. We'll do some links in the episode notes for you. But of course, she's written about the connection of the messy middle and rumbling. And rumbling means that you're like going to kind of wrestle with something and like, work your way through it and like really dig in and get messy with it <laughs> and like kind of like hug it out with whatever's going on in your life. And 
At this time, the rumbling isn't just with the messy middle, but I've found that it's with myself. My own rumbling has led me into a couple of other things that seem to be coinciding with what others are doing right now as well. You know, we can see these similarities and patterns starting to emerge, and you may feel these same things. One of them is around transformation in looking at what is going on in my life, maybe what has been going, what has been going on in my life, and what doesn't fit. Because I think, you know, there's small things that maybe we notice after having been in our homes for so long. (laughs) We notice maybe, why does my silverware go in this drawer? Or why does the soda stream sit over here and not over on this side of the counter? Like, there's all these little things that maybe you could optimize. And what I see is that I have a bit of a hodgepodge of things that I'm doing and that I'm pursuing kind of in this area of transformation. Some of the things seem to be leftovers, stuff that I picked up and put in my supposed career backpack, if you will, and that I just kept carrying, oftentimes without questioning, like, oh, these are the things that I do. This is the way that I show up. This is the kind of person that I am. And I've kind of found myself asking, is this the stuff that I want to carry in this backpack? What am I holding on to right now that just doesn't work or hasn't worked or that I'm just carrying because I put it in there at some point and I never really question why this thing is taking up space in my, you know, my career backpack? Is some of this a remnant from a previous version of who I am and where I'm headed? You know, I just haven't taken it out of the bag off very recently and looked at it and like said, what is this? And so when I'm reflecting on this, as a multi-passionate person. And and so if you're not familiar with the term multi-passionate, it means I'm the kind of person that dabbles in a lot of different things. And I find it really difficult to pick the one thing that I want to be when I grow up. Now, I have more recently picked that, but I still have a lot of disparate interests that I'm always following. So I try on a lot of stuff. And I've tried on a lot of stuff in reaching the career that I have as a podcast producer. And I put a lot of things, if I think about it in the metaphor of the backpack, there's a lot of things that I'm trying on as this career and entrepreneurship has evolved. There's a lot of stuff that I've put in the backpack. (laughs) You know, little things I've tried, life coaching, blogging, you know, it, it all sits in there. And so the messy middle has given me a time, has given me the time as we sit here in the messy middle to remove and review each thing. Does this thing belong here? Am I still wanting to do this? Is this really what I want to continue doing? And I'm going to, let me reflect on one other thing right here that definitely has to do with joy. If you know the work of Marie Kondo of the Art of Tidying Up fame, She often talks about how when you're decluttering your house, what you should do is you should take everything out of your closet. You should hold everything in your hand, each thing separately, and say, does this spark joy? If you can answer yes, then you should keep it. Now, I was thinking about this for a little bit when I was thinking about this idea of me and my career backpack and what I've shoved in there and what I haven't taken out recently to look at and question, and it brought me to this. That maybe, I really hate to say this, but I think that the idea that if something sparks joy, it isn't always a reliable way to decide if you actually want to keep something in your life. Because let's be honest, you might really be delighted by something 
and it might take up a lot of room. And you might really feel a lot of joy about something and you might have a really big collection of them and maybe you're ready to let it go. And this is big because of course I like joy. But I think maybe there's something that's a little bit closer to a stronger bit of discernment about what you decide to keep and let go, especially when you're going through transformation because much of this is about simplifying and ordering and keeping what works and what fits and what I want to see as a future for myself and not about just everything that brings me joy. And maybe this is the really juicy part of this is as a multi-passionate, a lot of things bring me joy. I get really excited about a lot of things. I have to have more discernment about what I keep and what I decide to pull into this next version of me. Otherwise, it would be a very heavy backpack and I wouldn't get very far. So here is where I have landed. And gosh, this is all a little bit crazy and hard to say sometimes. But the thing that started this podcast was that I was getting certified as a life coach. And I feel that that time for me has come to a close. Oh my goodness. I use the skill set of life coaching every day in so many ways. It is like one of the most valuable skill sets that I have ever picked up from being a great listener, asking questions when I interview, to knowing myself better than I've ever known myself, to holding space for people. All of these are skills and, you know, being able to coach a client through things that are really difficult, being able to sense when somebody's in the midst of deep fear when it comes up when they're launching a podcast. All of this comes from that skill set of being a coach. So valuable. And coaching, I love it. it. It brings me joy. I also see that it is not my calling. I very much enjoy working with people and I love holding space for people like that. And I, my goodness, I love the transformation and the aha moments of it. But I think, and I know in my heart, that really this special mishmash of being able to help people produce podcasts that they love and find their voice and find a message that resonates with what it is that they're supposed to bring into this world, that is my calling. (laughs) And so, you know, I've chosen to let go of the life coaching piece of it. And I have chosen to own that my work is what I've been doing and what has been supporting my family for nearly the past two years, and that is podcast production. And this is what I do, and this is what my passion is. And so my attention turns to that. And in my career backpack, I have pulled out life coaching, and I have put it to the side (laughs) with much gratitude and much love. And so with that change, I'm honoring what I love and what is my business And I'm realigning some other things in my life to match that unique path. And that is the unique path. And so I think the piece of this for you to think about when you're looking at what your your unique path is, is really also layering in the mindful question of what is it that I desire the most? What resonates with me the most strongly? And where is it that I want to point myself as we all navigate ourselves out of this pandemic and out of this messy middle? You know, what wasn't fitting? Do I need to release that? Kind of the old coaching trick of list out the things that you want to stop doing, list the things that you want to start doing, and then list out the things that you want to continue doing that have been a part of your, you know, a part of the picture for a long time. 
And so that's, that's reuniting yourself with your unique path. The next piece of this that obviously ties together pretty closely is making mindful choices on what's next. Because this time in the messy middle has offered us all a lot of time to think. I hear from other people that they're reflecting on what really matters, what things and people and events merit their time. And they're thinking about what they really want to do when they can go back out into the world and do things with other people. And I've spending my t- I found that I'm spending my time on these things too. And here's where I've landed. This is some of this may be a little bit of a repeat, but I really want to focus on growing my business on podcast production and simplifying that work. My path, and you'll notice the parallels of labyrinth work here, my path that I started out on when I thought it was, oh, I'm going to be a life coach and I'm creating this podcast to be the marketing arm for this life coaching business. Well, yeah, as I stepped into, if that's a, you know, a metaphorical labyrinth of a question, I stepped in thinking that's where that path, that journey would lead me. Yet when I got to the center of this, it's not life coaching, even though that's where I thought I was headed when I started out on the creation of this show. I believed that it was going to be the marketing arm and starting a life coaching practice. And when I look at where I thought it was going and (laughs) how it started and how it's going thing is so far different. And I really want to take this time to honor where my path has led me and honor all those steps I had to make along the way to, to get me here. It's so much to learn. There's so much to garner from all of it. And one of the really beautiful things that comes out of this is while I can see that this show, Jumpstart Your Joy, is the thing that led me to realize what my purpose is and what it is that I want to do and the thing that I want to create. I also want to honor that it is, it truly is a passion project, right? It is the thing that like Liz Gilbert talks about in Big Magic, that it's the thing that I care about and that I pour my soul into and that it joy is a muse and it pulls me out and leads me on. And it's very strange, but I've never wanted to put the onus on this show to have to pay the bills. And it never actually has had to. It's led me to things that have helped pay the bills. But I'm really excited about announcing that I'm creating a second podcast that will be about podcasting and producing podcasts. But I feel like that really takes all of the pressure back off of this show, Jumpstart Your Joy, because I can get back into the conversations about joy and how people got here and what they found and how they made these choices, which is really going back to the heart and the the nuts and bolts of what this started as. And that is, there's so much freedom and there's so much life in that. And I'm really excited to get back to that. And you've probably noticed if you're a listener that I've kind of stalled out here in the season. I think it was me trying to assess my way through this unique path and making those really difficult, mindful choices about what's next. In you know, what do I give this show? And how do I parse out the pieces that feel like they really have for a while belonged somewhere else? And I'm excited about the freedom that this show now will have to do those exciting and creative and joyful things. And that some of the more business stuff can go over on Joy of Podcasting, which is the name of that brand new show. So that's it. 
And it's really exciting to be there. And then this leads to the third thing that I've wanted to talk about in this episode, which is all about boundaries. And of course, there's this absolutely amazing brand new book out. It's now a New York Times bestseller. It's Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nedra Glover Tawab. And I hope I have pronounced her name right. There will be a link in the episode notes about it. But one of the things when I think about boundaries, so let's go back to our labyrinth example, is really both labyrinths and honoring your unique path, they both benefit from boundaries. One, the labyrinth, in a very real physical sense, benefits deeply from having a boundary. A labyrinth without actual, you know, little stones marking your path or walls or whatever, well, it's just a field. <laughs> like you don't have any path at all without the boundary, the literal boundaries being there to guide you. And a life without boundaries is really a free-for-all. If we go back to that career backpack, if I'm really just willy-nilly throwing everything in there, if I'm trying to be everything for everyone, which is such a temptation when you first start out, it's a free-for-all. It's a mess. It's the dog's dinner, whatever you want to call it, but it's all there in the backpack. And it's really hard to find anything. And so what I've been working on, both in these mindful choices and marking things more mindfully, is to make some clear choices based on what I, what I want and who I know I am and really honoring the simplicity and beauty there is in knowing those things and making really clear paths for myself as, I, as I'm moving forward. And so what I see about boundaries in addition to those things, is that boundaries really are about defining and stating one way out of the mess. So just as we have found our way on this path into the messy middle as a collective global group, you know, that same path or a path does exist to lead us out. And so it is there. And the other interesting thing about all of this is that boundaries are hard all the time, and they're hard especially during weird times. Messy middles like the ones that we've the one that we've been in often shines a light on where boundaries are missing or sloppy or undefined. And now that we've been in this for a year or more, we also see like there were a lot of things that we probably started doing when the pandemic hit just as a matter of survival or to protect ourselves or to kind of get through what seemed to be the initial difficult time that we were faced with. And it served us well. And now there's probably things that we're a year in and we're like, maybe I don't still need to be doing that. Or maybe I need to readdress how I'm treating this thing. And what I'm able to observe now is that there are things that what that once served me, but that need to change. One of the things that I've noticed about myself and uh, that has become apparently clear to me during this time is that me, I, I've learned very much, I'm an introvert. <laughs> it is very trying and taxing for me to be around the same people all the time. I love my family and we need our space. So that's one of the things that I learned very distinctly is that I need more space and I need more time just for me so that I can do this work that I do and that I can serve the clients that I serve. I wanted to take the pressure off of this podcast and so I'm going to create a second show. 
And I'm going to play around with some of the timing and the format of what it means to bring a second show into this space by naming Jumpstart Your Joy as a passion project and by giving it more of a creative side. I think that helps open the space up for what can joy of podcasting be. And it leaves room for other things to happen in that show. And so those, and so honoring, seeing these things. And so as we wrap this up, I think the really important thing here is that we have, each of us been, you have been on a unique path your whole life. And as you find yourself in this messy middle with the rest of us, I'm sure there are so many other things that you're like, this isn't working, or why am I still doing this? Or Maybe I wish I could do more of X, Y, or Z in my life. I miss these things. And right now, as we're sitting in this messy middle, in the center of this labyrinth, we are given a very unique opportunity to mindfully look at each of those things that seems like they aren't working or they've become tired or that feel like they're sticky or whatever it is and really make a choice about, is this something that I want to take with me? as I'm leaving this messy middle and carry into this next version of my life? Is this something I really want to bring forth with me? Are there parts of it that I want to bring forth with me? Is there something that I can transform and change, something I could rumble with that makes this new and feel fresh? What is that that I would want to do? And those are the mindful questions that you could ask yourself as we're looking at, you know, we can see the light at the end of this tunnel. This time will come to a close. And so who do we want to be on the other side? And I think as we're leaving the messy middle or as we're looking at this time, right now, learning what boundaries, what boundaries do I want to set up? What kind of work do I want to do? What, where do I need to have stronger boundaries? Where do I need to define some boundaries? Because I can see that there weren't any defined Um And where can I put new things in place so that it allows me to very mindfully bring this new version of things into the world around me and support me as I'm doing it? And those are the things to start to get really clear on right now. Before we're out there, (laughs) things are crazy again. Um, Before we've left this messy middle, how do we want to straighten the things up and clean them up and make them ready for the world again, make ourselves ready to go out into the world again. What are our boundaries? How do we define them? How do we defend them? What do they look like? And what do we need into place to hold the, hold the form for us as we then very bravely go in and work to create this new trans- transformed version of ourselves and of the world? And so that's today's show. If you've had any aha moments, I would love to hear about them. You can always email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at jumpstartyourjoy. I would love to hear from you and hear what you've thought about these. And of course, if you are curious about any of the books that I mentioned or some of the the link backs, you can find them all at the episode notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 285. While you're there, of course, sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> Keep on top of all the stuff that's coming out of, out of this space uh, now and moving forward. And you can also buy the book if you would like. It's jumpstartyourjoy.com. Jumpstart 
heart-centered ways to find joy in the messy middle. It's on sale on my site, on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, anywhere you can buy a book, you can find it. In our next episode, I'm really excited to have on Sonia Renee Taylor. And of course, she's the author of The Body is Not an Apology. I'm really delighted to have her on the show. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of blown away uh, that I get to that I get to share that conversation with you. I hope you guys will come on back for that. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.